here, but you'll have to watch out for strangers. Lot of crooks on the water nowadays. Rum, dope, all sorts. Start tonight. Old Pegwell had landed his first shore job. For the first time since starting out to earn his own living, he could afford to gaze curiously at a sailorman, going large, staggering along to the next blind pig. Sailors is a lot of lummoxies, he decided. Like kids. If you save up your money and don't get on the rocks, you'll have plenty of tobacco in your old tobacco box, he sang quaveringly. He pulled up sharply, ceasing his song, and drifted over towards the little store again. He would have to find some place to live, to sleep at least. That girl looked different from others he had known. Perhaps she would tell him where to seek. He walked in more confidently than before. He had a sure job now. Blag a tobacco, miss, he asked for. The girl appeared from behind a provision case, putting on a smile as she emerged. A man thrust back deeper into the shadow. Pegwell saw nothing of the forced smile or the man. His eyes were roving, taking in the wealth of the stock. When he turned to take his tobacco, the girl's smile was sunny enough. He felt encouraged. Beggy pardon, miss. I'd just got a job on the wharf and thought likely you could direct me where to get a bed cheap. I ain't a particular chap, just as long as there ain't too many bugs or... You got a job on the wharf, interrupted a man's voice. A youth who might have been good-looking if he could have changed his eyes came from behind the provision case and scowled surlily. What job? Watchman, said Pegwell importantly. Night watchman. Know any place I can get a dos? How did you get to hear about this job? I'm living here right along looking for a job and a stranger comes along and lends it over my head. You're a sailor, aren't you? No, watchman, retorted old Pegwell. Was a sailorman, had good discharges. I'm a watchman now. Do you know of a place I can sleep, miss? The youth dragged the girl aside, and they muttered together, ignoring Pegwell. Presently the girl spoke sharply, angrily. It's best for you to go away, Larry. It's a good thing you never heard of the wharf job. Too many old friends hanging around there. You signed on to the Stella. Now you go. You know what the judge said. Go to work like a decent fella, and you won't be watched like a... Go to work? Hell, I'm willing to go to work, Mary. But what do you want to shove me off into a damned old square rigger for? Ain't no work to be got. It's best that you go away for a while, insisted the girl. You were lucky to escape jail when that gang of smugglers got caught. I'm not sure now that the judge was satisfied about you. If you stay around here, they're sure to watch you. Beg pardon, miss, but if you know of a place, interrupted Pegwell impatiently. Larry swung around and grinned crookedly. All right, sister, he told her. I'll do it to please you. He took Pegwell's arms. I'll find you a bed, old-timer. What time do you go to work? Six. Want to get a sleeping place afore that? Meet me here at 5.30. I'll have a bunk for you by then. Pegwell started off for a walk, but streets were a barren wilderness to him. 
he gravitated toward the harbour. He found himself somehow in front of the little store. It was a long time from 5.30. Methodically, he noted the contents of the window, grew amazed at the number and variety. Larry hasn't come back yet, the girl called out from the store. Won't you wait inside? Pegwell looked sheepish. Sailors of the deep waters were always easily abashed by the presence of a decent woman. Pegwell scarcely dared to look up from the floor as he entered, but the girl began to chatter to him, and he felt at ease when she handed him a match for his cold pipe. In ten minutes, he was spinning her fearsome yarns. In half an hour, they were friends. She confided little scraps of her own affairs. Larry's a good fellow, she said a bit sadly. Too good. He's easy to lead. There has been a lot of smuggling along the front lately, and he ought to have kept away.